0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You are about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Hello and Merry Christmas to you. We pray from all of us at Leading Lights and Lighthouse Church that you would have a blessed and wonderful Christmas and New Year. Today I want to talk about Christ being formed in us just as the baby Jesus was formed in Mary. And it is the most amazing story. It really is absolutely miraculous. I've done a little bit of research on the Internet to try and work out how could God put a a God child in a woman's womb. Uh, It's just a mind bending uh, fact and scientific proposition. It really is amazing but then you also think about the fact that the world was going on in one direction for centuries of wars and problems and people trying to solve their problems through political means through cleverness all the different ways that people try to solve things and the world in that day when jesus was born wasn't that different from the world today you know the roman empire was extraordinary in its advancement they had running water hot and cold running water they had uh, sewage systems they had a a lot of the modern conveniences that we have it really was a very advanced civilization and when you look at some of the archaeology some of the libraries and and the buildings and architecture that was around in those days and before they were extremely advanced in fact Scientists say that our brains are smaller than the brains of men in those days, which means we're not getting better, we're getting worse. But we have accumulated knowledge. That's the thing about us humans. We learn from our previous mistakes and previous ancestors' mistakes. And so we develop. But what is amazing is that the world was going on in one direction, The Bible tells us that the devil was ruling and controlling over all the kingdoms of the world, and suddenly something broke in. God broke in. God did something miraculous and astounding. He broke into history. He put himself in the form of a human in the womb of a woman, and that person grew up and lived As God amongst us and then died for our sins so that the course of human history could change and since then there has been grace and forgiveness for sins where there wasn't before Jesus there has been the work the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit living inside and remaining inside people so that they have the power to change where before Jesus that wasn't the case and we see the growth of this thing called the church, which granted has made some terrible mistakes in history, but overall has resulted in forgiveness, in knowledge, in health care, in so many benefits and blessings for people all around the world. And it starts with a seed being implanted in a woman and that child being born in very difficult circumstances, in poverty, in threat of danger, in obscurity, just the most amazing story. And this tiny child born in this tiny stable and put in a manger changes the course of human history. No one has changed history more than Jesus Christ. And it starts with this story. So are you ready at this Christmas time to look at the story and then to say, how can Christ be formed in me because the parallels are astounding how we can have Christ in us just as Mary did. So Luke chapter 1 verse 26 tells us this incredible story. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. The angel Gabriel comes, the sixth month is talking about the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. Mary's cousin Elizabeth was also pregnant with a miraculous baby, not a God baby, a human baby, but chosen by God, John the Baptist. So in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Gabriel comes to Nazareth, a tiny town in Galilee, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The Virgin's name was Mary. They were betrothed, but they had not slept together. She was probably a teenager, 15, 16, 17 years old. He was perhaps an older man, but they were engaged to be married. They had made certain vows and promises to each other. There had been some formal legal agreement, but the wedding ceremony and supper and celebration hadn't happened. And so they had not yet been together. And um, it says, Having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice, highly favored one. Rejoice. His first words are rejoice, joy. There is hope for the first time in centuries of human history. There is hope. There is a plan. God is bringing his help and his great salvation. Rejoice, highly favored one. to," is the Greek And we, in Ephesians 1, verse 6, are called highly favored ones. It says we are accepted or favored in the beloved. We are also called the same name, highly favored one. So just in case you're wondering, could this be me? It can be you. He says, rejoice, be happy, highly favored one. Imagine this young teenage girl. Uh, just a poor lady, just not a a very amazing person, just a normal human teenager, sees this angel and he says, Rejoice, highly favoured one. The Lord is with you. God is with you. You may feel alone. You may feel like a nobody. You may feel in danger or, or fear, but God is with you. Friend, God is with you today as you listen to these words. Blessed are you among women. Blessed means God's favor and kindness and power is coming towards you. And we're going to see that that's us today as well. Can be you today. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner manner of greeting this was. She's trying to read between the lines and says, he says, rejoice. He says, I'm favored. He says, "I'm, I'm blessed. But mm, is this really the case? Maybe maybe I'm about to be judged. Maybe this is me dying. I, I'm just guessing what was going through her mind. Uh, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. God is, is, is blessing you. He's happy with you. You've found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus, which is the Old Testament name Joshua or Yeshua, it means salvation or savior. He will be great. He will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no End. What an extraordinary statement. He's saying the Messiah that the whole of Israel has been looking forward to and waiting for and knowing about, he is about to come. And the way he's going to come is he's going to be born through you. Now, the Jews didn't expect this. There were some prophecies about a virgin conceiving, about uh, the Messiah coming out of Bethlehem, but they thought he was going to come riding on a white horse because some of the prophecies in the Old Testament, are about the second coming some about the first coming and the jews had conflated them together and they didn't expect a baby to be born to a poor poor girl who was not very well known and he gives us amazing promise you know there's a popular song at christmas time many christians hear it and listen to it. it says mary did you know And it's all about, did Mary really know that Jesus was the Messiah? Well, yes, she did know. He told her. He told her clearly, this child is God himself, the Son of God, the Messiah. And you can imagine the questions going through Mary's mind. If somebody said that to you, just a hundred thoughts and questions would go through your mind. And the first one, she says in verse 34, Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? let's just get down to basics. I'm a virgin. How on earth can I be pregnant? I guess she's thinking, do you want us to hurry up the wedding, Joseph and I? Do you want us to sleep together before we're married? Um, how, how, How can this be? And it's a genuine question, a simple question. How can this be? And the answer is it can't be without knowing a man. And the important thing for you to know, my friend, and for me to know, Is that the miracles that God wants to do in my life and your life cannot be done without supernatural intervention. We can't pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We can't engineer or think cleverly a way to make salvation happen. We can't get to heaven in our own strength. It doesn't matter how good you are. You can pick the the best person you can think of the most kind, loving, righteous person you can think of. Nobody can make it on their own. We cannot do it. How can this be in normal human terms, in natural terms? It cannot be done. It has to be a miracle of God. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Now, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead of the Trinity. God is one person, but he shows himself in three different ways. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are God. They are of of the same nature and essence. They are God, but they relate to others and they show themselves in different ways. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three, and yet one. And we see it many times in the Bible where the three are spoken of as separate people. When Jesus was baptized at the age of 30, And he went into the Jordan River and John the Baptist baptized him. There's Jesus, God, the son. Then the voice of the father comes from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. So that's the son and the father. And then the Holy Spirit comes down like a dove and rests on him and gives him power. And so you see all three at the same time, and yet they are all referred to as the one God, a a mystery, but it's true. And it says to to Mary, the angel says to Mary, how is this going to happen? How are you going to hold and conceive and bring forth the Son of God? How how can this be? And the answer is the Holy Spirit. Now, you may be afraid of that term, the Holy Spirit. You may have heard him referred to as the Holy Ghost. And you may think, oh, I, I like God in heaven. I like Jesus, but I don't really know much about the Holy Spirit. Friends, everything that you and I do in relation to God is, is um, us interacting with the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus went back up to heaven and God the Father is sitting in heaven. But the Holy Spirit is the one who has been poured out on earth. He's available to all flesh now, the Bible says. And Jesus called him my spirit He's called the spirit of Jesus. He's called the spirit of God. In other words, he is Jesus. You know, Jesus in one place said to his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit will come to you. He was saying that the Holy Spirit is me, but just not in a bodily form, in a spiritual form. And that's what happened here. The angel Gabriel said the Holy Spirit, this essence, this power of God. Who is full of God's love and peace and power and grace and truth and righteousness, all of God in a spiritual form will come upon you. Verse 35 The Holy Spirit will come upon you. Amazing. Amazing. Now, I have had this experience. I was a Christian for several months and I had not been filled with the Holy Spirit. And somebody said to me, You can be filled. You know, when you become a Christian, you have part of the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit in you because otherwise you're not a Christian. But to be filled with the Holy Spirit is when he just fills all of you, your whole body, your your mind, your your emotions, everything. And it pours out in words. Usually you speak in tongues or you prophesy. And I've had this experience and it is life changing. And it says that the Holy Spirit will come upon you, Mary, and the power of the highest Will overshadow you. It's almost like she will kind of go unconscious. It sounds like. Therefore, also, that holy one who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, this is a mystery, my friends. Some people um, have really tried to wrestle with how does the DNA work? Is it God's DNA? Is it Mary's DNA? Is it half human, half man? I believe it is half human and half God, but um, God took out the sin portion and he put in his perfect DNA. And we have half human, half God, but fully human and fully God. And again, it's a mystery. And God did it. He implanted a seed in the womb of Mary. Absolutely astounding. And, you know, modern science has told us several things. Uh, The one thing that i saw quite recently was when uh, a male seed and a female seed join and there's fertilization a little burst of energy a burst of light is seen and scientists have recorded that there's uh, something like a a release of energy and it looks like a bright light happens Uh, absolutely amazing and then as that little embryo grows and develops Amazing things happen where the the blood system of the mother and the child interact and the antibodies pass between the two. And there's just it is a miraculous piece of engineering that God has designed. And God said, I'm going to do this. You say, why did it have to be a human baby? Why did God have to become a human? Because God delegated planet Earth to humans in the beginning Humans gave it away to the devil and it had to be a human who took it back and defeated the devil and said, no, God's purposes are now going to start to be done in the earth. Absolutely astounding stuff. Beautiful stuff. So the, the one born will be called the son of God, fully God, fully human. Just amazing. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month uh, for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. And I just want to read you the story. Verse 39. Now Mary arose in those days, went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. Now Elizabeth has, is six months pregnant with John the Baptist, uh, another miracle baby, because she was barren. Verse 41, and it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, when we've got God in us, when we speak, things happen. And the voice of Mary, she had God in her in the form of Jesus. Elizabeth, had a baby in her, John the Baptist, who the Bible says was already filled with the Holy Spirit. When Mary spoke, something happened and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. A beautiful story. Then verse 42, then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Amazing, rejoicing, power of the Holy Spirit. And listen to what Mary says in response. My soul magnifies the Lord. This is the response of someone who has God in them. My soul, that's my emotions, my will, my mind, my thoughts and personality magnifies the Lord, makes him bigger. I praise the Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. There's something, a power inside me, the spirit, and it rejoices. It's full of God's joy and power. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. I needed saving and he saved me. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. And that's true, we do. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. For he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his seed forever. Absolutely amazing. Beautiful. So I've just got a few points, three, four, maybe five points. Number one, the Holy Spirit must make you born again. We know that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and implanted the seed in her womb and it changed her life. It changed the course of human history. It made her a different person. Uh, It it really was a, a transformative event. And in John 3, Jesus is speaking to a religious leader called Nicodemus and he says in verse 3, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, He cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? How can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. He was saying it has to be a miracle. The Holy Spirit has to come and make you alive on the inside. Make your spirit, which was separated from God, new and alive and implant God in you. This is my second point. The seed of his word must come in and be believed. 1 Peter 1 verse 23 says, we have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. That word seed is the word sperma. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. We have been born again, not of corruptible seed, human fleshly seed, but of incorruptible. How? Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Friends, the Holy Spirit overshadows you. And then the seed of God's word has to come in. You cannot become born again. You cannot have God in you. You cannot be a new creation, a Christian without hearing the word of God, the Bible. Now, the word of God also refers to Jesus. Remember in John chapter one, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So Jesus is called the word, but the Bible is also called the word and the two are in agreement. And the scripture or the word has to be heard by us. Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the seed of God's supernatural power, the word plus the power of the Holy Spirit joined together and something is born in us. Faith is born of us. You say, what is faith? It's simply this. I hear that there is more to this world than just what my five senses can sense. And I say, it could be true. God is real. There is heaven. There is eternity. There is life after death. And then I hear Jesus came and died for my sins so that I could be forgiven and be made new. And I say, I hope could this be true? Yes, I choose to believe it's true. And faith is born and I become a new creation, born again. Flesh had given birth to flesh. I've got a fleshly body, but now a whole new creation has been born in me. I've been born again. That is it. That is the key. That is that miracle moment when that burst of light and energy is released where God says a new thing has been created in you. Then I've got to grow. Galatians 4 verse 19, Paul writing to his disciples in Galatia. He says, my little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. He says, you've not just got to be born again. Now Christ has to be formed in you. You have to grow in Christ and interestingly, Paul says, I'm also in labor and you're my little children. So it's not just Christ growing in me, but I'm now trying to give birth to other Christians and watching them grow in Christ. So this whole process is about growth, development. And, and interestingly, the um, food that we have to eat is the word of God. 1 Peter 2 verse 2 says, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow Thereby. So we've got to have the Holy Spirit. He's got to be with us. We've got to hear the word of God. It's got to come in and produce faith. We've then got to grow through the word of God and through having other Christians like parents helping us along. But then my last point. At the end of this story with Mary and the angel Gabriel in verse 38, it says, Then Mary said, Behold, the servant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her. there's got to be a buy-in from us yes the word has to come yes the power of the holy spirit has to come yes faith has to be born and there are people helping us along but at the end of the day mary had the choice to say no you have the choice to say no now earlier on I, i spoke about mary being highly favored and being blessed and being chosen and god being with her And I said that that applies to us as well. And you might say to me today, how do I know that that's me? Other people are favored ones. Other people are chosen ones. Other people have faith. I can't have faith. I I don't have faith. I I don't have this miracle. I'm one of the the, the excluded ones, the, the unchosen ones. You may say that. And I want to read you and close with one verse. It's John 6, verse 44. Jesus speaking, said, no one can come to me. Unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. Let me read that again. Jesus speaking says, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up at the last day. What Jesus was saying is this. If you feel drawn by anything of God's word that you've heard today or any time in your life, that is God the Father drawing you because no one can come unless it's God drawing them. You can't work it up in your own strength. You have nothing in you that wants to come towards God if God isn't drawing you. But if he is drawing you, my friend, then you are a highly favoured one. You are blessed. You are loved. God is with you. God is speaking to you. And just as happened to Mary on that first day, day when she conceived the baby Jesus, the Messiah of the world. God wants to put his seed in you. He wants to do a miracle in you. He wants to start new life. He wants to change the course of your life. He wants to fill you with his spirit. He wants to change you forever by putting a miraculous thing inside you, being born again, a new spirit, a spirit like God in pure holiness and righteousness, the Bible says. How do you know if that's for you? Are you drawn to it? Do you have something in you that says, God, I want this. It's the father. No one can come to me. It's impossible for you to come to towards God unless the father is drawing you. You are being chosen. You are being called. You are being pulled. What do you do? You simply say, yes, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. I believe you. I choose to believe. Put your spirit in me. Make me born again and I will live for you and grow in you all the days of my life. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you were born of a virgin. You grew, you died for my sins, and you rose again. I love you, Lord. I ask you to come in and forgive me this Christmas. Make me brand new, and I give my life to you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com And subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or